All right, welcome back to another episode of the Too Many Thoughts podcast with your host, Michelle Dure. Today, we have a guest that I'm welcoming to another welcoming to another episode. We love the episodes where I interview people and make them uncomfortable. Stop making that face like you're already uncomfortable. But um, yeah, this person, okay, let me read my little spiel that I have. So this person, I've had an interesting relationship over the past six years or so. Um, but still consider a close friend and we have been through together we've been together for many crazy friendships relationships and high school drama um interesting chiwe who's currently a student uh studying accounting in community college preparing to transfer to a four-year institution in his free time he enjoys gaming working out and hanging out with his friends and being my end all last resort help hotline for embarrassing relationship choices that i make so introducing Chiwe Chen. Hello, everybody. I'm Chiwe. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, how are you doing today? Honestly, I'm doing pretty fine. I had a decent amount of sleep, mm-hmm. fixed my sleep schedule a little bit. So mm-hmm. I woke up mm-hmm. bright like a sunshine. Bright like the sunshine. That's great. How are you feeling about being on the episode today? I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Because like I've never done anything like this before. That's true. That's I've true. never recorded anything mm-hmm. and i've never gotten like my voice on the internet that much mm-hmm. it's kind of terrifying terrifying do you feel like you're gonna say something that you don't mean to say yeah okay well we can edit it out huh swear. you can swear yeah okay. it's an explicit podcast oh sounds great yeah you can swear okay. um nothing illegal though <laughs> probably shouldn't do that because we're considering we're 1920 yes. um what else i'm trying to think um what are you excited to talk about today? What am I excited to talk about today? Honestly, like I kind of came into this podcast like blind. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just expecting you to like give me a list of questions that you want to know yeah. about me and the things that you want people to learn mm-hmm. from like my own life experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it's whatever you ask me, I'll, yeah. I'll be open book. Yeah, Justin and I have, I mean, Chiwe, <laughs> also goes by Justin, but I'm calling him Chiwe. Um, that's his preferred name, too. Um, him and I, like, had a really lo- interesting relationship where, like, we were, like, uh, in the, like, very close friend group, like, all, like, four years of high school. And then after, like, we started, like, living in the same town, we're both going to community college, obviously, so there's a lot of, like, similarities there. Uh, but I don't know, like, we were just talking about how, like, I kind of despised him in high school for a long time. And, like... It's like I was kind of trying to break down like just the dynamic of that, and he also has had questions to answer, kind of like to get answers for about why that was. But I didn't. I don't ever hate anybody. It's just more of like we talked about it, we explained it. But it was like just like Justin always had a lot going on, and I had nothing going on. I think that was the root of it. And then also our mutual best friend like pegged us against each other, which she thinks is funny, but it's really not. So. Anyways, Justin's always had, um, Justin's always been, like, he's, like, super friendly, super social, like, everybody, sorry, Chiwe, I still used to calling you Justin, okay, um, Chiwe, he, like, literally is friends with everybody, you are literally in everybody's friend group. I kind of just, like, you know, I get along with people, because, like, mm-hmm. I know a little bit of, like, a little bit of information about, like, every, all sorts of topics, mm-hmm. so just so I have something to talk about, to people about. And I think that because of that, like, I was able to fit into a lot of, well, various different groups and different dynamics. And honestly, I, I, I kind of enjoy that because I get to meet all, like, different kinds of people, mm-hmm. different type of people. And I don't just confine myself into, like, one, one little bubble of, like, 
certain people. Right. Yeah. Is that like also? Do you think it was a way to like protect you by not like getting too attached to like certain groups and stuff, or is it more of like various opinions? I don't think it was a like a defensive mechanism per mm-hmm. se. I would say it's just more of a、um, like I want to meet people,、mm-hmm. like know, a preference. Like, yeah, yeah, like a preference.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to talk to people, so like you know, I I don't. I prefer talking to different people、mm-hmm. sometimes, and I don't just want to stick to like one group of people. Yeah, because I feel like if you like spend too much time in one group, it sort of like starts a lot of drama.、Mm. And f- at least for me, I don't really like dramas. And I, I okay, I like. But you were I, I, I like the epitome of drama in high school. That is not true. Okay, we did we debunk that, but. There was a lot, like, because it's like I think you knew everybody and everybody knew you. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of words passed around, and it I, was like easy to maybe pass around your name just because of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not denying some of them were false, but like some of them weren't true.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just since I had, I mean, Chiwei, <laughs> I'm gonna like make sure that I say Chiwei. I want to like actually, it doesn't matter. You can call no, me because I literally、name. everyone would call me Michelle in high school, and then. Randomly, junior year, I was like, "Oh, my name's Michelle," and everyone hated me for it. But now people call me Michelle. Yeah. You still call me Michelle, though, I think. Occasionally. Huh? Occasionally. What? Occasionally. Oh, occasionally, yeah. Um. Okay, but yeah. Anyways, um. Yeah. I so I wanted to speak a little about like kind of like how you were in high school and stuff because you were also like kind of a mystery ball in a way. I feel like like even though everybody knew you, like I feel like. There was like kind of things going on in the background that like maybe like I I had questions about and stuff and always wanted to kind of know. But then as we got closer, I learned more about it. But you definitely had like an interesting kind of journey. Yeah, I think that a lot of people our generation like they always put up a front like for when they're hanging out with people、mm-hmm. like with either with adults or peers, like they put up a front like <clears throat> they act a certain way. But like whenever they're like. In their own space, you know, like at home, they act completely differently, and that's、yeah. that's how I am.、Mm-hmm. Like you know, like with people, I like to be friendly. I like to like laugh and smile a lot, but like I I I'm not as talkative, like at home.、Mm-hmm. You know, like I me and my mom, like we have like we 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 will talk, like have small talks, but we don't talk that often, and like <clears throat> I just don't really, I don't know. Maybe I just like don't feel the the necessity to like talking at home because like、mm-hmm. you know I'm just by myself you know I want to enjoy my own time、mm-hmm. it's like my my time right I don't、yeah. gotta you know attend to other people's needs I don't need to attend to other people's conversations yeah 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 whereas like when you're out in the world like you're like trying to meet people you're more of an extrovert like you're trying to collaborate、mm-hmm. and like kind of network and learn from people、yeah. whereas at home it's just like you kind of become yeah but、better. I think another aspect of it is it's kind of like defending yourself、mm-hmm. like you don't want people to know your you know like your own business you don't really want to show your emotions at least、mm-hmm. from the place I grew up、mm-hmm. you know in Taiwan like、mm-hmm. my grandfather was the role model for me and he used to be in the navy. And he, you know, he's very stoic, and he doesn't like showing much emotions, and that's the way I was raised.、Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, from ever since I was young, I was told to put up a front and not to show emotions to people.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, comparing that, you said that you were more of like a quieter kid at home, but then more. Would you say you're an extrovert, like being social and I am. stuff? I am. Outside I genuinely,、yeah. I genuinely like、mm-hmm. enjoy talking to people.、Mm-hmm. But it's just at home. I don't. I, I like. I feel like it's my own time,、mm-hmm. so I want to spend it on myself. Yeah. So I don't text. I don't really call people. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. How like open would you say you are with the people that you were like friends and like being an extra, um, extroverted person with? Like, I would think... you still feel like you're an like extroverted introvert, like keeping to yourself, but like very social? Oh no! Like when I'm with my friends, like I I talk about anything. You, mm-hmm. Like you knew you knew that. Like, yeah, I talk yeah. about all sorts of topics. Yeah. No matter it's more like inappropriate sometimes, well, but like they cover a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I have the tendency of not having a filter, mm-hmm. and I just like the moment I think it, it's out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know. Like I've gotten better at that now. Like I choose my words more carefully because mm-hmm. I actually got into some trouble because of that shit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah no I definitely like I've noticed it and like admired that because I like I said like in when I was like introducing you you definitely are like someone I go to when it's like I really desperately need help and like you're like no one else will help me it's because I just like I feel like you give really good advice and like you just kind of say it how it is yeah. and you're not trying to like push any agenda or like yeah. try to like boost your own ego trying to help another person or something see I think the reason for that is because like I noticed that sometimes when people vent to you it- they simply just want to have someone there to listen to them not necessarily have someone there to try to solve their problem because that's not my job my job is there to just be their friend you know like Mm -hmm. hear them out and what i like to do is that i give them my experiences with similar things Mm -hmm. but i don't i always like remind them that hey this is just my own experience it's not something that you have to do you don't have to listen to me but you can take it into consideration Mm -hmm. and i think that's what people need is rather than trying to like like I, I understand that people are trying to be friendly and try to help people solve their problems but a lot of the times when people vent to you that's not what they're looking for mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so kind of you already touched on you're speaking from your own experience when you're giving advice to people and being a good friend um is that a lawnmower do you hear that yeah they're doing, oh, okay fixing up the water too. oh okay, okay. um but yeah speaking from your own experience you were saying let's get into a little bit about like your journey okay we had to move into the car because there was a water heater repair thing going on. And then also, oh no, that's the only reason why. But yeah, we're recording in the car like good old days. That's like where the roots of the podcast are. So fun times. I'm just living in it, recording in the car instead. It's really hot. It's kind of hot, but I'm comfortable. And you're, but you're like a so, big person. So, it's so kind far, of like, so good. you're suffocated a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that insulting? A little bit. No, it's like because you've been working out. Like you're like a tall, big person, not like a fat Thank person. <laughs> not like. No, I, I admit I do have a little chip going on. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, so we were talking about journey, right? We were talking about kind of your experience, and I kind of wanted to get into kind of like some of the questions that I prepared to like ask you about. Um. So can you speak a little about your childhood? I mean, my childhood was definitely an an interesting one i think when i was about three months old after i was born uh, my mom had to go to japan to work and so ever since i was three months old i was staying with one of my mom's friend who is also a nanny Uh, she watches kids but like she only she typically only watch kids from you know the typical nine to five for people but uh with me i i kind of just stayed with her so for like the first few years of my life i thought that my nanny was my mom and i always call her mom too Mm -hmm. and the day i turned five i think my mom my biological mom came came over to pick me up but you know i i have no recollection of this woman so i didn't know who she was and i felt like she was just another stranger 
And she wanted to pick me up, hold me, but I didn't let her because I didn't know her. And then my the the woman that I thought was my mom told me that actually this is your real mom. And I don't remember much after that, but what I remember is that I started living with her, and uh, it was definitely a kind of scary moment because I like why am I forced to live with a woman that I've never really met,、mm-hmm. you know? So after that, like you know, we just lived together for a few years, enjoyed. We had like memorable stuff going on. And all of a sudden, like I think economy was declining at the time in Taiwan, so my mom had to go back to Japan to work again. So because of that, I was living with my grandmother, and she she was great. She you know she she cooks food and all, but it's just that she has a little problem with gambling. Not little; it's actually pretty major. She has a gambling addiction, and she will often like take me to these like underground casinos. Ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like you know stay there in a place that's full of alcohol and cigarettes, which is not a typical like ideal environment for a kid.、Mm-hmm. But you know like I sometimes like when like the gamblers like you know they got lucky they'll they see me they'll give me a little tip right. But sometimes like my grandma would like would tell me to give it to her and she'll like keep it safe for me. But what actually ends up happening is that she takes the money and gamble、mm-hmm. it again.、Mm-hmm. We actually had to move because of her gambling addiction. Yes, yeah.、And、yeah. But after that, my mom found out that I was kind of being neglected, so she had a big fight with my grandmother, and I ended up moving away to a, a countryside, and there I lived with my grandpa and my uncle,、mm-hmm. and the the two of them are the only, I guess, male. Father figure I, right, I had yeah, growing yeah. up,、uh-huh. so I really respected the both of them. My like I said previously, my grandfather was a navy, and so he's very strict with certain things, and、mm-hmm. that he is very, I guess, yeah, stoic. Stoic's the word,、mm-hmm. and like he he'll, he 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 like teach me so many things that happened in like the Marines and then like what they do. He was like、mm-hmm. tell me so many stories whenever、mm-hmm. we go on a walk. And whatever, like, he's like the type of person to say some mean stuff, but like, he actually has a really、mm-hmm. soft heart.、Mm-hmm. Like one time, I got really sick and I couldn't go to school, and he got mad at me for that because, like, you, like, cause I'm a guy, you know,、right. like I'm、and、supposed how, to. And how how old were you at this time? Oh, I was like seven or eight. And so, did you like appreciate like the structure that they gave you compared to like living with your grandma and your mom before, where it was just kind of like? I honestly, despite like, there's. Ups and downs for the both of them, you know, both、right. my grandpa, my uncle, and my grandmother. Like the dynamic is different, and they're、mm-hmm. good in their own ways.、Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's good to have a male figure to look up to, you know, because I grew up in a household full of women, like just like my mom, my aunt,、mm-hmm. and my grandma. Right, right. I've never had a male figure until I started living with my grandfather, and they gave me a like a different perspective on things, and I was able to experience both. Yeah, and I think that's honestly a blessing. Yeah, and then because you said like your mom had to work, go to Japan to work. Was that the thing that was common, like happening in twi- Taiwan? Like, did you have other friends who also had like similar things where、no. they had like different living situations and stuff, or like un- kind of unsteady living situations? Yeah, actually, like most of my friends, no, I wouldn't say friends. My classmates、uh, in elementary elementary school, their parents like they all they they are present.、Mm-hmm. You know, my ever since I was born, my dad wasn't really in the picture,、mm-hmm. and. 
uh, my the kids at school like they often make fun of me because no one ever show up to pick me up or, or like they'll show up during like the assemblies because mm-hmm. like in Taiwan what we do is that we have morning assemblies and at the end of each semester we would give out like uh, awards and we would get called up to the stage in the middle of the court and uh, our parents would be there to hand the awards to us but like I've never had that right, person right, to right. hand the yeah, awards yeah, yeah, to me yeah. because they're always not here they're busy mm-hmm. and so like kids would make fun of me for that mm-hmm. would you obviously like i feel like a topic that comes to mind is like abandonment issues would you say like how would you define abandonment issues and do you feel like you have abandonment issues i don't have abandonment issues in my mm-hmm. opinion i i have a really close relationship with my mom and my uh, grandma right yeah. and my grandfather too uh-huh. but like i think the reason why i never had it is because like i i wouldn't say i've never had people around me like growing up but like i I, i've always do i i always have at least one person no matter it's like my grandma my uncle or my grandfather Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there at least one of them would be present at a time and i never feel alone because like you know they all experience different things and they all tell me stories Mm -hmm. and i get to learn different things from each each one of them Mm -hmm. so i've i don't think i have abandonment issues and i would say that my childhood was rough but i wouldn't say it's terrible Mm -hmm. And then you obviously came to America. Can you talk about, like, that transition? So, f- towards the end of fifth grade, I, my mom told me that she's getting married. Mm-hmm. And she's taking me to America. And, I, like, it came came off as a shock. Because, like, for example, like, I didn't know English. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anything about the culture. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that they eat a lot of hamburgers. Mm-hmm. That's only only, like... From TV and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Like, just, like, the stereotypical trope of, like, what America Americans is like. Uh-huh. So, it's, like, a complete new, like, perspective for me. And it was frightening, I would say. And, but, yeah, my mom got married, and I kind of just got dragged to America. Mm. But, honestly, now that I'm here, I I really, I'm, I guess I'm thankful for, like, the experiences that mm-hmm. came along with this decision. Mm. I was able to meet great people. I've dated many great people, and I've <laughs> have you though? It's the book of mix. I feel like fifty-fifty. Uh, I would 50/50. say fifty-fifty. Like I have to say, I wasn't like in high school. I was dating just to date. Like I was just so envious of other people being in a relationship. Yeah. I just want to see how you feels. You know. Yeah, and we talked about that like before recording the episode because when we were in debriefing, the whole yeah, our like relationship and what we thought about each other and stuff like that like like can i say like the way you like went around like not went around but like you had like a little bit of a thing with like all of my friends at every point at some point uh, i mean what can i say they're just beautiful oh my god can't help it and then just to boost my, e- my own ego how come you never hit on me um, because I had deep respect for you. You're like the mother. Mm, hear that? Hear that? People deep it's respect. Because, it's because like you're you seem to be like the mature one most of the time in that friend group, and like uh, you're like the mother. Mm-hmm. And so like I would never want to try anything. So because mm. like you know I just keep it to myself, and you didn't seem interested. So I'm like I'm just gonna stay in my own lane. We'll be, yeah. we'll be friends. I just had to document that in the podcast. Just for me. (laughs) To boost my own ego. There was something I wondered, too, because I remember, like, we talked about it. I was, like, when I was, like, in high school and stuff, like, obviously I was, like, insecure because, like, we had a mutual best friend who, like, would, like, 
put us kind of pin us against each other a little bit and like choose one of us at times or choose the other but then also yeah. i was like how come he never hit on me and hit on like every single person who i was like girlfriend not with? every single i've only hit, hit on a like, good amount okay a g- i guess without naming names like a best friend from middle school a best friend from freshman year another best friend from freshman year and then like my main like girl like girlfriend group that i hung out with at some point you had something with each of them Not, not to put you in an uncomfortable position. Now that you put it like that, like, I don't know. You were everywhere. I'm just flirty. This is we have an interesting relationship. That's why I despised you a little bit, but we, it's okay. No. Not anymore, though. Friends now. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, I have a, I literally told you when we went to Half Moon Bay, I was like, I have a deep respect for who you are. Yeah, this chick straight up told me that I didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I hate him. <laughs> But it's it's okay now. It's good. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's hard not to even know each other for like six years. True. Yeah, dude. But like the thing is, I I didn't know you didn't like me until like after <laughs> high school. Like you you hit it so well. Because I didn't like do anything about it. Like I said, like I was like not like making going out of my way to be like, oh, I don't like this person. I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna like just as- like not associate. It was just like, oh, like, it's not like it was anything wrong with you. It was just like, oh, I just don't like see like i have a preference for that person you know makes sense but i feel like yeah i don't know i was also very passive in high school i feel like so i just kind of was like keeping like a few people close and then like everybody else was just kind of like just i don't know passerby passing by yeah um okay anyways so talking about high school i think it's a good transition to talk about um how you were in a pretty serious relationship for two years in high school um, and after high school as well, a, a little bit, right? Yeah. A little bit of after, yeah. Um, where her parents practically adopted you. Um, what was that like? Can you speak a little bit about it? Because just for, like, the listeners, this is something that, like, a lot of people, like, and not, like, a lot of people, but, like, our friend group who was, like, we were all close, right? Like, we didn't know everything about it, and so we kind of, like, made guesses. Like, obviously, we talked about it. We were, like, oh, we just kind of had, like, speculation or guesses. We wanted to, like, understand what that situation was like because, like you said, even, like, um we, we were talking about this previously but like it's like an interesting dynamic that you're like living with someone like before like college before you guys are like moved out but then like also like in high school it's so, like be living with your girlfriend's family so um yeah if you could speak a little about that so the thing with that hmm where should i start like yeah so i i was going through some family issues a lot of people don't know this about me but i i was going through some issues with my family and I ended up being homeless for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. like during my freshman year of high school. And because of that, I was staying at a homeless shelter. And there was, and then, you know, I lived there for about a year and a half. And then my mom finally saved up en- enough money for like a very small apartment. And so we moved there. But after a while, my mom couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we had to move back with my uh, stepfather. But the problem with that is I, I didn't want want to share a room with my stepsister because, you know, I'm I'm older now and she's older now and she deserve her, deserves her privacy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just didn't really want to, like, you know, move back with them. But luckily, my girlfriend at the time, her mom was very kind and she offered me to live with them at their house because they had a guest bedroom. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I was living with them and everything was fine. But I have to say that, like, you know, because that was during um, 
COVID, actually. Right. So everyone was at home, and I I guess I got a little bit too comfortable, and during that period of time, I got addicted to uh, games. And because of that, like, you know, I I, I just on on my computer all the time, and Mm -hmm. I didn't really spend time with my girlfriend at the time. So I honestly I wasn't really a, a ver- the best boyfriend for her. Like we have our moments. We we still go go on dates. We go out to eat and hang out. But it's just that eventually, like you know, she had to move away for college. And after that, like you know, I I was just sort of neglecting her when she was away. Mm. And because of that, we ended up breaking up. But her mom was very nice, and she mm-hmm. was like. We had to stop in the middle of the story because Jiwei said the girl's name, and out of respect, we don't want to say her name. So yeah, my apologies. You literally went like, yeah. like, um, Taylor. I, I oh fuck! <laughs> like, her name's not Taylor, but like, you were yeah, just, just like, an example. You're like, oh fuck. Um, but yeah. So you were talking about how uh, her mom was saying that she's gone, like your girlfriend's gone away at college. Yeah, and so like you know. Even though we're broken up, like mm-hmm. they, since she wasn't, she isn't there. Like there shouldn't be any problem, and like she, st- she continues to, you know, offer me like that bedroom to to live with them. Yeah, which is really nice of her. Yeah, she, you know, because like she, I feel like she like saw you and maybe like, or you could talk about that. Like, how was that dynamic between her, your girlfriend's mom, even though you guys are broken up and she's in college, and you? Yeah. So her mom practically told me that like she sees me as her son mm-hmm. like which people like some people might think it's kind of weird but like the things that she she would do for me is very similar similar to the things that my own biological mom would do mm-hmm. you know she was very nice to me she was very caring yeah. she helps me with my ac- academic stuff and i really appreciate her for that mm-hmm. but you know like she even offered me a job she's actually a ophthalmology doctor and she offered me a job at her office and for a high for a college student that's honestly the best thing to happen because like you know i'm called in college you know i need Mm -hmm. to focus on school but i also need money so what happens yeah you get money you get experience you learn how to work a job it's like vital to have that at this age and this isn't this isn't like some like typical jobs that high school students or like college students would have you know like baristas at starbucks no i'm jealous of your job i want your job too it's more of an office job i kind of just sit in the office and i just do paperwork occasionally they'll ask me to fill in up front Mm -hmm. and i have to work as a technician yeah but it's not like you're flipping burgers at in and out oh i know a number of our friends from high school are at in and out and like for my own preference i probably won't like you know being in the grease all the time yeah like i i honestly i I appreciate people who works there. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they give me really good burgers. <laughs> yeah. But, for, like, personally, I don't think I have what it takes to work at a uh, fast food joint. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. It is. Yeah. It's, honestly, this, they deserve more pay. If you haven't heard about when I worked in a grocery store and was working in, like, food service. I did not know that. I worked at Whole Foods. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. It doesn't matter now, but I didn't say it in the episodes, but if you go listen to, like, my part-time job part one and part two, where I, like, part two is where I expose, like, all the shit that went down there, and, like, it's just bad. But it was, like... crazy. I didn't know It was an intense situation. I had to work, like, 40 hours a week, and, like, you had, like, eight-hour shifts and stuff like that. No. It's not fun. But one thing about that job is that sometimes it gets repetitive. Mm Like, for the summer, I had to sit in a basement just scanning charts after charts after charts mm. for, like, the whole, like, two months. 
Like, cause like we have to like scan all of, all of the patients from like the 1990s all the way up to like 2020, mm. and there's like thousands of patients every year. Oh, you're converting all the paperwork to yeah, online because, files. Yes. They gave you that job. Yes. That's like hell, cause I know even like people in like their own homes and stuff, they're converting their taxes to online documents. Yeah. And it's like actually hell. No, it's not even just that. It's just the fact that it's repetitive. Because what mm-hmm. you do is like you take the papers out of the folder, separate them, take off like the uh clips and then you load them in and then what to make matter worse like sometimes like the scanner will fuck up mm. and he ha- and he just like tears through the papers and it, like makes everything all wrinkle or yeah. like sometimes even ripped and i have to like take it out redo it mm-hmm. and it's just so frustrating especially when i see like the some like older patients from from like the 1980s mm-hmm. who are returning patients and their, mm-hmm. their charts are like 300 pages thick mm-hmm. so if i fuck up one paper i'm screwed mm. yeah and it's just so frustrating when that happens yeah and then like, i have to imagine sitting in that environment for like six hours a day just doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over right again. like honestly thank god to airpods if if i didn't have them i would not have survived that <laughs> okay anyways um so going back to um the dynamic with like your ex-girlfriend and her mom and then like that whole situation obviously now you're not living with them anymore oh yeah so the reason why i moved out well of course i moved out you know like i'm not dating her anymore and i don't want you know just like overstay my welcome but what hap- what happens was that my ex-girlfriend's mom mother so my ex-girlfriend's grandmother she needed she's in need of a surgery like fast but like the states that she was living in they didn't have a doctor that's willing to take on the operation so what what happens was that my girlfriend my ex-girlfriend's mom ended up flying her mom back to california and have her stay here because the doctors here is willing to do that operation on Mm -hmm. her within such short period of time but and because of that, she's staying, she's now moving back into the guest bedroom that I was staying at. Mm. So, you know, I have to move out. Right, right. But, like, honestly, I was very scared because I didn't know where to go. I didn't have enough money for an apartment. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. But her mom was like, don't worry, I will find you an apartment. Mm-hmm. So, my ex-girlfriend's mom actually helps me pay my apartment. And some... That you live in now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I live in now. Mm-hmm. And I honestly... It's so close to my college, and it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I really, really appreciate her for the amount of effort she put into helping me and, like, yeah. supporting me. What was that? My phone. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then, um, reflecting on, because you were living with them for two years, also through the pandemic, through those, like, intense oh, yeah. years, 2020, 2021, um and now it's like obviously 2023 what do you and then also you've been in a relationship since then like reflecting on what would you say like reflecting on that time where you were like living with your girlfriend during the pandemic and just like kind of did you ever feel like guilty about relying on them did you feel like you have to pay them back in any way and like or do did you ever have to feel like oh you have to like do more to like repay like this kindness that they've shown to you? Yes. Because obviously you were even noted like you're very appreciative of like their family and like that uh, that mom. See, like the thing with Asian culture is that like whenever you receive something from mm-hmm. someone, you always want to give back. Or if you want to save yourself the trouble, then just don't take it at first. Mm. But you know, like the situation I was in, I really needed a help, and I've always felt guilty. 
um, about, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I was so nervous about what if, like, I overstay my welcome, what if I right. did this, what if I did that, mm-hmm. and, but, like, her mom was always so loving and caring, and I honestly, I felt really bad, because I, I, I don't have the ability to give back much, mm-hmm. so everything right now is practically given to me by her and like you know like my apartment my job and like right now she's even like trying to help me get a car yeah and my own mom she she also like felt really bad Mm -hmm. and my mom is like trying to working really hard to get more money so like we can get moved back into a bigger house and eventually maybe I can move back with them so I don't have to rely on someone else but right now like I know I don't have the ability to to pay back what I have but Mm -hmm. eventually I'm I'm going to because it's something that I needed to do it's what I was told when I when I was growing up but yes to answer your question I I felt really guilty Mm-hmm. for like kind of like taking their stuff and not giving back right yeah now. obviously you're like immensely grateful and you kind of touched on like it's kind of a custom and something you were raised with in asian culture like even like pakistani like culture which i feel like also kind of falls into asian culture it's like yeah. there is this like need to always kind of and make sure that you're like respecting other people and if they ever give you even like the smallest thing or favor like you want to be able to repay them or help them and sh- like appreciate their kindness do you feel like that's kind of like a long-term goal for you is like to kind of just have give back that appreciation that, yes yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i i always asked uh my ex-girlfriend's mom well my boss i just call her boss I, I always ask my boss, like, if there's something that I can, like, do for her. And sometimes, like, I'll, I'll go over to their house and help them with something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, she'll drop off some paperwork that she needs help with, and I'll, I'll help her do it. Yeah. Actually, when uh, Michelle Mich- Michelle came over to my Michelle, apartment, yeah. <laughs> she saw, like, a bunch of paperwork on my on my uh, my couch. And that's all the work I had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm willing to do that for her. Yeah. 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 That's okay. So like, um, obviously you were you were talking about how um, you're still establishing yourself, right? Yes. Like your um, biological mom is working on like um, kind of getting. She's working on herself to get you guys all in the same house with your yeah. stepsister, and then you're trying to like get a car, and you're still like launching, and then you're also like in the midst of like preparing to transfer and stuff like that because you also are in community college. What's it like balancing like still trying to like clean up these kind of like essential like kind of blocks that a lot of people take for granted in their own life you know like mm-hmm. what is it like kind of still trying to establish those at the same time like you're like launching yourself for like the next phase of your life like academically and career-wise honestly like, kind of stabilizing those two i'm gonna be honest with you i don't so even now like i don't really have a plan mm-hmm. like right now I'm, i guess i'm still figuring what i'm what i want to do i just recently changed my major like in the beginning of the podcast, Mich- Michelle introduced me as a accounting major, but I was initially a computer science major. But due to some academic shit hole going on, I had to change my major. Mm-hmm. So, but like you know, like I said, I'm still trying to, you know, plan. And honestly, I, so far I don't really have any plans at all. So I guess I don't know. It's kind of scary in a way. It's definitely scary because it's like you obviously don't know where you're going. And I've been there like yeah. a million times. But it's like 
you know, obviously I would encourage you, like, I feel like that's something I talk about a lot on the podcast as well, it's like, you know, start thinking about your plan, even if it's, like, the next, like, month or the next day or whatever, the next hour, like, just think about, like, obviously, that's why I kind of noted and touched on and I appreciate that you, like, know that you want to give back and, like, you have this admiration for, like, your boss, right? Like, your ex-girlfriend's mom, like, you want to repay her, you want to, like, bring back um, and, like, value, like, everything that she did for you, like, and it's kind of, like, ingrained in you to do that. And so it's kind of, like, one of your, like, long-term goals. And you can associate and kind of tie other things to that that you would want to do for yourself with that goal. Like, whether it be, like, I want to end up in, like, this type of career or, like, kind of, like, this field or whatever. Or I want to, like, work hard for myself and whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Whatever that goal kind of looks like. Wait, are you asking me? Like, I mean, no, like, just in general, like, it's something to think about. Like, obviously, it's, like, okay if you don't have an answer right now. Yeah, I I honestly don't have an answer right now. (laughs) Like, like, honestly, I'm just, like, sitting here trying to, like, finish my, my, uh, cred- mm-hmm. my transfer credits. Yeah. So I can move on to, like, I don't know, a state university or something. Yeah, which is huge, and it's really hard. Like, I've talked about, like, community college and stuff. It's, like, tough. A lot of people are also, like, valuing because, like, like, the college, like, admissions process is so competitive. And, like, oh, you can go to community college. But also, it's, like, community college in itself is a whole learning curve. It's not like you just do that and you transfer and you go. Yeah, like, I was lucky enough, uh, ever since, like, senior in high school, mm-hmm. I, I got accepted to a program called Middle College. And because of that, I was I was able to gain a little bit insights of what college is like right, early yeah. on. So I once I actually get into college, I was more adept to the environment mm-hmm. and, like, the dynamic between teachers and students and how it's, like, you won't have... Like, in college is like the problem is that you won't have um as close of a uh, relationship with your teacher compared to high school like in high school like it's typically a smaller class of like 20 30 people and you can have personal connections with the teachers but in college it's definitely like like a lot more students than like a typical high school class and so like the chances of you interacting with your like professor like privately or like outside of school is like less like likely mm-hmm. and so you won't be able to have that much chance of you know like asking like questions regarding certain topics and so it's definitely a lot more challenging and i was able to recognize that early on so what i do is that like i'll you know before i go to my professor or like s- schedule a meeting with them right i have like a list of questions i want to do i want to ask mm-hmm. i want to know about and so i don't waste any time i don't waste their time you know yeah and I no, think it's that's good. Yeah. an effective skill to have. Right, yeah. That's already you, like, planning, you know? I guess that is a little bit of planning. So I do have some plans going on. Yeah. But, like, all I can say is, like, considering the fact that I've been homeless, you know, which is practically kind of, like, rock bottom for people in America. Right. Um, all I can say is that for kids out there who are going through the same thing, mm-hmm. take any opportunity you have to gain like academic skills Mm. like for example like the program i went to they offer college courses as a high school student for free i took that and right now i'm in a program called the promise program scholarship and all of my college classes are paid for so i don't have to worry about the cost of things i even get allowance for uh, textbooks every semester and like if you have that sort of opportunity take it because Mm -hmm. it will benefit you and it will relieve some stress from your family yeah yeah definitely that was actually the next thing i was going to ask you is like um a little bit about like advice you would give to like people who are 
having a similar situation as yours or like you know people take for granted so much like you know stable like building blocks in life are not something that like everybody has like what advice would you give to people who are struggling with like maybe similar struggles that you had definitely besides the opportunity thing which i think opportunity is huge because it's like you never really know where that might like kind of change your trajectory even if it's small like getting free tuition actually relating back to what you the question you asked me earlier Mm -hmm. do i think i'm a like just regarding the fact that i'm an extrovert Mm -hmm. talk to people get to know people like Mm -hmm. the more connections you have the more chances of new opportunities will come up Mm -hmm. the big big and i was only I can only get where I am right now is because, you know, I dated my ex-girlfriend and I met her mom through that and her mom is nice and nice. And so she like she was able to grant me with all, all of these opportunities. Mm-hmm. So if you can be social, talk to people, meet new people, make connections, mm-hmm. social networking in today's like, I guess, age is a very important skills to have. And without social like with social networking, you can get get to places for sure with connections right yeah absolutely yeah that's probably the biggest advice i can give just mm-hmm. talk to people meet yeah. new people yeah awesome um one last question that i had for you was kind of how okay so obviously like we talked a lot about high school like i think like obviously like we're in college now and stuff but i still feel like high school really brings you back to like a part like it takes you back in a way where it's like you're not obviously a child but it's like you were figuring a lot of things out for yourself and there was constantly things going on in relationships and dynamics even though like two years of our like high school was like online for covid like there's like it's like i don't know why like any like any of your friends from high school like it just takes you back to like who you were then and not like in a bad way necessarily and so anyways um i was gonna ask like how do you think uh, you would compare it to, like, your friends from high school who had, like, different types of struggles in their own lives? Like, not necessarily, like, similar to yours, but, like, uh, and not as overcoming of, of your, as yours. Because, like, obviously you've had a lot of, like, challenges and things like that. But, like, t- did you ever feel like, I don't know, like, what is your outlook like that? Because, like, obviously, like, if people are looking at you, maybe they think of you as, like, a like um i don't know class clown not class clown i was gonna say if they're looking in, into your life they're like oh like uh you know like oh chewy needs a lot of help like he has a lot of stuff going on in his life like how would what's your perspective on them like even like possibly people who are like didn't like who like had everything and they were taking it for granted like what would you how would what was your outlook on them kind of like the reverse for those people thing. that like have so many things oh charity the word i was looking for was charity case like, maybe some people saw you as, like, a charity case. Like, oh, he, like, needs help. You know what charity case means? It's, like, sort a stereotype. Of. Yeah, so a lot of people definitely took pity on me. And for me, mm-hmm. like, I understand that, like, you feel bad for me. And that's understandable. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, I don't, like I said, due to my culture, I don't really like a sec- uh, accepting help from others. Mm-hmm. And, like... Unless I truly can't do anything. Yeah. Like, if I, I still have a fighting chance, I'll try to work mm-hmm. on it myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, my problem. I don't want to burden anybody, anybody else with it. Right. But what I can say is that, like, if you really can't handle it by yourself, it's mm-hmm. okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, for me. But, like, don't be like those people that, like, you know, have everything and, like, they get everything they want and still be like ungrateful about it you know Mm. because there are people out there who is working really hard to get to where you're at right now so don't like brag about shit in other people's faces Mm. you know 
because th- some people just don't want to hear it and some people don't need that and at least for me i personally really despise people like that mm-hmm. especially spoiled brats mm-hmm. i dislike them yeah i actually had a recent uh event where that shit went down some something something similar like where i just met somebody and i i really don't like the way they talk about mm-hmm. their family even though they they provide them with everything mm-hmm. And I didn't respect that at all. And mm-hmm. I told him that, hey, that's not very nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely just being aware of, like, what you're great, what you have, you know? And just... I think the other thing you noticed, you mentioned, was, like, making connections and things like that and meeting mm-hmm. new people is, like... I think in that way, too, it's, like, something that I think about a lot is, like, when you do meet other people, you hear about, like, other things that other people are going through. You learn more about, like, oh, what do I value? What do I actually have that, like, I'm grateful for that maybe other people don't have? And then vice versa. And, like, I just... Meeting meeting more people and making connections allows you to be open and vulnerable to, like, just hearing other people's stories and stuff. Absolutely. And being able to compare and have perspective. So I think that's huge. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave for our listeners? Or, like, you already gave us, like, so much advice and different takeaways and, like, little life lessons and things like that. But, like, maybe anything about, like you as a person like you would want people to know about you that maybe we haven't mentioned and it can be something like dumb too it's like whatever you want okay so i guess last advice for this advice is mostly targeting Mm -hmm. high school people Mm -hmm. so for those of you who are in high school like make sure you get both sides of the story before like confronting Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing i think a lot of high school drama starts because of a rumor and or a big misunderstanding because some some people didn't get like another person's side of the story. Yeah. They blindly believed one side. Mm-hmm. So it's important to get both sides of the story and choose your friends wisely and just yeah, protect yourself. Yeah. And try if like if you can avoid drama, get like avoid it because as I guess fun it is like I don't know. Like, like spreading gossip is fun. Yeah, spreading gossip is fun. And it's a great fun, like, like time pass. Yeah. But like you gotta be careful with that shit because, like, you might start some drama that you might not be able to take back. You know, mm-hmm. you might not be able to recover from. So, yeah. choose your words wisely and don't talk shit. Yeah, that's all I can say. All right. Well, thank you, Chiwei, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for I'm inviting grateful me. that you were able to be so vulnerable and open about your story and let me kind of probe you and ask you questions about it. So thank you again for being on the episode. Thank you. All right.